1: This is Dreamers by Broken Crown Productions.
2: So the kid stopped taking his pills. I'm off the case.
3: It was only a two week contract, right?
2: Yes, but why do you think he stopped taking them?
3: What makes you think he stopped taking them?
2: They didn't renew my role, And there's no way that Christopher's gathered the nerve to tell Blue how he feels after that horrible night in the closet.
3: I thought you were getting him out of the closet.
2: I'm trying, but he keeps fighting back. It's like he's determined to keep this a fantasy.
3: He hasn't gone off sleep sound, Mitch. His file was transferred this morning.
2: No. They offered me the case. Please don't take it, Oliver. Why not? If you take this on, you're going to ruin him with nightmares. I can't let you do that.
3: Well, maybe it's time to try a different approach.
2: A different approach?
3: Sometimes fear is a good thing. I can scare him straight out of the closet.
2: You really think so?
3: Give me one night with him. Like I haven't heard that before. I'll scare him so good he'll be skipping back to fantasies in no time.
2: That's not how it works.
3: Of course it is! Christopher's most scared of the thing he most desires. I'm telling you, he just needs a new perspective.
2: But even if you accept the case, don't you think people will get suspicious when they see that we're both working for the same client? Someone who...
3: Needs a good scare more than anybody? Ugh,
2: do you really want to do this?
3: I'm coming around to the idea.
2: You'd better be good to him then. He needs someone who understands what he's going through.
3: I don't understand. I never wanted to hide.
2: Sometimes it doesn't matter what you want. It's about what we have to do to get by.
3: Sure. I'll take good care of little Christopher while you're busy getting by. Alright, everybody. We're getting psychological here. No holding back. I want you guys on standby for the real kicker. Let's show this kid a good time, huh? Doesn't he
1: have enough demons?
3: I heard he's. I don't care what you heard. We're scaring him proper tonight. I don't know what the writers think is so spooky about a beat-up Supra, but we'll make it work. Everyone, places.
0: Take this. A coffee bean. Chris, watch where you're going.
3: You're
1: falling asleep at the wheel. One bean.
3: Well, oh, good, good, good. Monsters, at the ready.
0: You're going, going the wrong way. One
3: bean. Oh,
1: well, you need to look up. Turn,
0: to, to turn around. You have to stop. I can't. To
1: hit that kid. Should we go on, boss?
3: Jesus Christ. Because
1: I feel like he's pretty low. Like, yeah.
3: No kidding. Hello, this is Christopher Carter please leave a message, and I'll get back to
1: you as soon as possible. Thanks. Hey, it's Blue. I was wondering if you got any feedback from the school board on our presentation, and, uh, also, I'd like to talk to you. I'm gonna start drafting a proposal for the plant-based lunch campaign, and I'm making Tofurky burgers tonight, so, uh, see you around. Well,
3: that was a nightmare. Is everything Okay. You could have warned me. I told you the writers don't take this case seriously. Don't blame the writers for this one, babe. It's all in his head. He knows who he is, and he doesn't care. He just keeps running himself over.
2: He's doing his best, Ollie.
3: No, no, no. no. He literally ran himself over, like, ten times last night, with
2: his car. You said you could help him.
3: I can't change the way a dreamer sees himself.
2: But you could show him what it's like on the other side.
3: The irony might just flatten your frown lines. What's it like on the other side, Mitch? You know what it's like, Ollie. Why is it so important for him to be out and not us?
2: We can't anymore. You knew that when you came here.
3: I never thought we'd be hiding for this long. Christopher isn't hiding from a soul except himself. You never face the same kind of pressure as him. He has a perfect life. Hardly. Excuse me. He's got a hundred dorky friends at school. He gets good enough grades and doesn't get bullied anymore. His parents are still together like a fucking miracle and he actually gets along with his older sister. That's not pressure,
2: that's privilege. Well, there's a reason I like working with him so much. Yeah, yeah, he reminds you of you. No, he reminds me of you. Is that a compliment? You should read his file a little closer. You know, he drives an 88 Supra.
3: 82, I noticed. Hello, this is Christopher Carter. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks.
1: You weren't in school today and I wanted to make sure you were okay. We don't have to talk about it, but we can if you want to. Um, bye.
2: morning, Mitch. Evening, Mr. Title. Wanna smoke? I already had my coffee, don't wanna risk it.
3: Uh, uh, on second thought, uh, wasted David Schwimmer seems to have taken up real estate on our sidewalk. I'll come on with you. Uh, have some spare change, man. Take it easy. Such a good Samaritan. Don't hold it against me.
0: Excuse me? Uh, Mr. Martin!
3: Uh, oh, good, it's for you. I don't have any more humanitarianism left in me today.
2: My charity will be not ripping her a new one.
0: Mr. Martin, if you have a moment... For work? It's not actually about the production. I was wondering about your trial.
2: Moment's up. I'm out of here.
0: I was just curious. Does the reverie have the right to detain their employees?
2: I just crashed here for a week while they sorted out my innocence. I wasn't detained.
0: Why wouldn't you leave, then?
2: I would have beaten the charges.
0: But if you were found guilty...
2: Don't say the word guilty around me unless you want to see a real crime.
0: This was a mistake. I'll leave you.
2: Finally. A good idea. Try asking Mr. Lovett all of this next time. See how far that gets you.
0: It'd be better not to mention anything.
2: About what?
0: Mr. Lovett!
2: You had a question? No! Damn, where'd Oliver go? He'd love this. What is it, child?
0: I was only asking Mr. Martin if he'd heard the reviews of his performance. And he thought such a question would be better directed at me? He is a deeply troubled man. That much is clear. On your way, Mrs. Hendricks.
2: Are you ready to go through this stuff? Are you? I could use the distraction.
3: Hit me with it, then.
2: So, he's a bit of a nerd, you know. He's in school clubs, but... All he wants to do is connect with people and look out for them.
3: And on the weekends he gets so high, he didn't even notice the homosexual panic.
2: Well, he's working with Blue on all these environmental initiatives. The two of them have agreed to go vegan for the month, like a blood pact.
3: A vegan blood pact? You're such a romantic, Mitch. This stuff is dead-ass boring. Fine.
2: Figure it out on your own then.
3: I'm just joking around. What's got your toenails on a twist?
2: It's nothing. Did Miranda say something? She was asking me what right the reverie has to lock people up. Hypothetically, or? In the context of my trial, if I was found guilty, she said. You think it was a threat? It seemed like genuine concern.
3: I don't think she's capable of that, but she does seem totally disillusioned to the events surrounding your trial, particularly her involvement in it.
2: Which I hope means it wasn't a threat, But why else would she be asking?
3: Who cares? Miranda's only slightly less interesting than this Christopher kid.
2: Alright, well, see right there? He collects all sorts of vintage stuff. Yeah, CDs. CDs aren't vintage. (sighs) What would make you happy, Oliver? To get off this job and work for a client the writers actually care about. Well, you're in this now, and it's your own damn fault for taking the case. So you're directing this kid's nightmares until he's ready to face himself for real in fantasies. Like you promised.
3: I can't direct someone through self-inflicted tyranny. I mean, if I was in charge of the scripts, I could have this kid out and proud in a week. Oh yeah? Easy. I'd just show him the replays of his performance with that feisty chick. Even better, I'd show him her nightmares about having sex with him. Nothing scares like honesty, baby.
2: You seem a bit too confident.
3: Eh, what can I say? I know the tortured mind.
2: Prove it, then. Take a seat in the writer's room. Show them what they're missing with this kid. If anyone can revamp his nightmares, it's gotta be you.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm not a writer.
2: You could be, and right now I think Christopher needs you to be. Yeah, I need a smoke. I think this could be a really good thing for you. Fucking writers room can't do anything fucking right.
3: Better off directing. God damn it. Fucking fire can't flame. Fuck. Ah, fuck! Uh, oh, dude, you scared me. Need a light? Yeah, thanks, swimmer. Don't suppose I can bum a smoke? Whatever. You can't loiter here, though. This is private property. My son is in there. At Sleep County? I doubt it.
2: This is the last address I have from him.
3: <laughs> You're not going to find anyone here. You probably want to take a shower before you track him down anyway. I've had a tough few weeks. No offense, but I can tell. My son is in there. I doubt I'd know anyone who runs in your circles, man. His name is Jonah. (coughs) And (coughs) he lives here? That's right. You know him? No.
2: What are you doing here, then?
3: I sell mattresses.
2: Oh. Can I take a look at your selection?
3: You look like you could barely afford an air mattress, let alone a queen-size memory foam. Well, your customer service leaves something to be desired. Are you sure you're a salesman? Doesn't matter, because you're not a customer. You're just some guy in the parking lot. My name is Eli, and I've come a long way for this. Not my problem. You better forget about your son. He's long gone by now. Where? Do you know where he is? No, but good luck finding him. Hmm... Hey, Mr. Lovett, got a sec?
0: Of course. Come in, Mr. Tidal.
3: Right. Well, uh, I've been giving it some thought, and I'm ready to move up the company. I'd like to put my name in the ring for the writer's room.
0: Is that so?
3: If it's not too late. You think it's that easy? I don't see why not. Hmm. Very well, then. People like you and...
0: Mr. Martin, be long on cases like this.
3: You think I care what anyone thinks? I would
0: think of it as a warning. Your work here is valued, as is your discretion.
3: Uh, you know what? I'm actually really very quite happy in nightmares, and I'm sure Christopher- Close the door on your way out. But I-
0: That's all, Mr. Title. <sighs>
3: Mitch. Hey, what's up? Say hello to the latest addition to the writer's room.
0: That's great. I don't know. I can't believe you're going to be a writer. You're going to be a writer.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I should go. How did this happen?
3: Well, after years of begging me to join the writer's room, I finally conceded to Lovett's request. He begged you?
0: Mr. Lovett
3: begged. Yeah, but... Maybe now that I'm stepping down from production, they'll let you direct A Nightmare for once. It'll be like your I don't know, dream come true. Oh, I don't think I'm going
0: anywhere for the time being. Oh, yeah?
3: Well, guess the director's really got you under his thumb, huh? We've all got something to prove here. Some of us more than others.
0: I do what my job necessitates. And a little extra. Huh? I'm not humoring you, Oliver. I'm late for my shift. <laughs> we don't do shift work here. I just don't understand how Oliver, a buffoon of a child in a man's body, got BEGGED to join the writer's room. I mean, that's a promotion I have waited nearly a decade for, and now I am stuck here with you while he gets the job of my dreams.
1: Yeah, well, you're not actually a prisoner here, so I don't think our circumstances are all that comparable.
0: I may not be in a cell, but I am wasting away at this company.
1: I don't know if I'm up for this today. What if instead he told me a nice, soothing story?
0: Oh, sure. Talk down to me like everyone else here. God forbid I have anything valuable to That's say- not... What does Oliver have to write about anyway? Who
1: cares? What would you even write about if you made it to the writer's room?
0: I mean, I have plenty of stories. You barely
1: even lived outside of this place. None of us have.
0: Speak for yourself. I was married when I came here.
1: Does that make you the leading expert on
0: romance? Okay, well, my marriage probably isn't the best place to start for romance, but I've had a connection since then.
1: A connection? With who?
0: Doesn't matter with whom. I know enough to write for fantasies. Was
1: it someone at the reverie? I'm
0: not telling you.
1: Not even a good storyteller then, are you?
0: Hmm, you're right. I'd probably be an even worse writer than Oliver. Do you want to get the silent treatment again? No.
1: No, thank you. Come on, Miranda. I just wonder, like, what do you want to write about?
0: Anything, really. Growing up, I used to volunteer at the library in our ward. The old woman who ran the shop loved science fiction and fantasy. She kept a whole cellar full of books. And I would spend my shifts poring over them, praying that I could write my own stories one day. That's awesome. And now I'm nearly done a ten-year contract with no hopes of getting any real experience by the time I'm finished here. And knowing the reverie, they'll roll me back into another decade just to string me along like last time
1: but you worked in production for ages. So that's gotta count for something. Jonah,
0: I would never make it outside this place. You know that.
1: <clears throat> Unless you try, you'll never know.
0: Hmm, maybe.
1: Well, how about it? Got a story for me?
0: Are you really that bored?
1: They don't even let me have books. The only thing I got to keep was this gemstone. It was uh, from my mom.
0: You're lucky they let you have a bed after the stunt you pulled.
1: You think I got lucky
0: here? Well, everyone knows what you did.
1: Everyone but me, apparently.
0: Come on. Oliver told everyone he had to drive the girl halfway back to Canada. What girl? The one you brought here. I heard you dragged her down to the subconscious chamber and tried to knock over her cauldron.
1: Oliver said that? That's ridiculous. Why would you listen to him?
0: Aren't you two best friends?
1: Some friend let me rot in cell for a year, right under his feet.
0: What is it anyway? The drug they're testing. It's fucking terrible
1: is what it is. It's supposed to teach you new information in the dream state. Right now they're trying to get me to learn Latin and algebra.
0: And? Does it work?
1: That's a great question, and honestly one I wish that someone had asked before they started injecting
0: it into my bloodstream! Hmm. Maybe they should have chosen a test patient with a greater intellectual bandwidth.
1: Good luck finding someone like that this far north of Silicon Valley.
0: Hmm. And, um, what about you? What about me? Did you have someone outside of here? Someone you had a connection with? No. Come on. You can't have been that bad in the romance department.
1: My record isn't great so far. My first time in a girl's fantasy literally landed me in a cell.
0: Oh, um, well, I'm sure one day you'll find someone who finds your whole vibe charming.
1: If I ever get out of here, that is. You
0: will. You will.
1: If you really don't think I deserve to be in here, I
0: never said that. But you can't
1: possibly think that this is ethical. I
0: thought you didn't want to escape. Well, of
1: course, I want to escape. This isn't exactly a holiday for me. That
0: anymore. doesn't mean I can help you.
1: I don't know why. But I said I, I don't know why. Damn, she put me on mute. Ugh, this is gonna be a long summer. Wait, it is summer,
0: right? Dreamers was created by Gillian Reynolds, with sound design and mixing by Finner Nielsen, audio compilation by Christopher Overgaard, and music by Rasmus Rankenberg Madsen. In this episode, you heard the voice of Frank Page as Mitchell, Owen Francis as Oliver, Nico Carter as Blue, Ian Backstrom as Christopher, Bronwyn Reese as Lily, Jason Pettyjohn as Eli, Monica Bagarich as Miranda. Adam Muxlow as Bruce and Aidan Cotrow as Jonah. This episode also featured Lucas Amato. For more information about Dreamers, follow us at Broken Crown Productions on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening and dream out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: It's the last days of summer. 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside.
0: Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores.
2: Why aren't these
3: chicken coops clean?
2: Please, Father. I- I'll be good. I'll- <laughs> ah! Oh, God.
3: Obeying their parents
2: right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh. <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old barnaker house.
3: Howling house? Why?
2: <laughs> Now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise, or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. To die tonight. What is that thing?
0: Is this the witch's library?
2: I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch!
0: Run away, little ones!
2: (laughs) I'm so hungry! Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And at CthulhuMystery.com.
0: All the all the outs and free.
2: All the outs and free.